When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHO Bears podcast. It is officially Packer Week. And it feels big, even though the Bears got eliminated from the playoffs officially. It feels like a big week, and uh, we are happy to start it off with Cole Komet jumping on the show for, unfortunately, the last time this season. I can't believe we got here. It is week 18. Cole, we've had a lot of fun with you all year, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get... We'll, Fired up to talk to you about this one because you identified this as the biggest game of the season like a month ago. So here we yeah. are. <laughs> Finally here. Yeah. Um, crazy how much, you know, when you look back at the season, how much has happened and what's transpired. And some weeks feel long and some days feel really long. But, you know, all of a sudden in a blink of an eye, or it's the last week of the season and it's, uh, it's Packer week. So pretty crazy. Uh, Adam Hogan, Greg Braggs Jr. with you today. Mark Carmen is off. Um, got a lot to dive into. Big win. Uh, really a complete win. I know that win you guys have been searching for where you can really say, hey, all four quarters and good complimentary football across the board. Um, I want to start with your situation going into that game because, you know, I was in there in the locker room with you on Friday after practice and – I know you felt really good about playing. I thought for sure you were going to be good to go. And I I mean, you did play, but take us through what happened kind of in the 48 hours leading up to the game. And and you ended up only playing 13 snaps once the game got there. Yeah. um, You know, didn't really know where I stood throughout the week. Um, Was getting better every day and felt, felt pretty good after the practice on Friday. And, uh, you know, obviously you kind of have to wait and see how, how, how you react to things uh, the day after and what things are feeling like and um, had some soreness and whatnot uh, the following day and um, didn't know where I stood really leading up to the game and was able to do some things out in the field beforehand and, you know, was able to communicate that with, with our coaching sh- staff and trainers as to, you know, what I felt like I could, you know, effectively execute on. And, um, yeah, so went into the game with that and, you know, did what I kind of kind of had to do in order to maybe take some reps off of Bobby and and Mercedes where I could and, you know, kind of just be that tight end three role really for the day. So, um, you know, did what I could and, you know, been feeling much better the past couple of days. So hopefully uh, can get back up to speed here this weekend for the for the Packer game. Well, obviously, you know, you've you've had the streak, you know, where you haven't missed a game. How I mean, how important is that to you? You know, obviously playing is most important, but how much is it to continue that streak, you know, as far as you can into your career important to you? Yeah, I mean, it's important to me, and that's been important to me since the beginning. Um, obviously, I'm not just going to, you know, continue to play just to do it, and, you know, I don't want to be a detriment to the team by any means. Um, but, you know, whenever you can be out there and, and you can you can do what you can to help help the team win, you know, you got to do what you can to get on the football field. So that's a, that's an important thing to, to always be there when the team needs you and in whatever capacity it might, it might be. So, um, yeah, obviously a thing that I look at and I think is important and, 
Um, you know, I think it's important that, you know, you, you get guys in the locker room that, um, that, that, you know, that play through things and it's, you know, you're not going to be healthy all year long. And, you know, obviously some things are more serious than others, but, um, you know, I think it's important to, to do everything you can every single week to try and get on that football field. I mean, was it important to you to, for me, you know, cause that's what I wanted you to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously, like I said, uh, I think I said this on Friday, like it's, it's one of the personal stats that I like, you know, I, I definitely, um, that, I, that I find most important to myself. Um, but like I said, I don't want to make that a thing where, you know, I, I get too personal or greedy about that, where it becomes a, a detriment to the team. And, um, you know, I, I really just look at that stuff because I think it's important that, you know, you always have your guys going in the games and um, you got guys that, you know, you want, you want to try and show like, you know, in the locker room, especially younger guys that, you know, you got to do everything you can to get on the football field. Cole Ripken. There you go. Cole, <laughs> Cole Ripken Jr. Uh, Cole, you know, if I, if I had known pregame that you were only going to play 13 snaps, I would have been probably more worried about just what the offense would look like without you because you've been such a big part of it this season. You know, obviously what you've put up from a receiving standpoint, but obviously in the run game too, how big a part of that you are blocking. Um and so from your perspective, watching a lot of the game from the sideline, like what just what was working? Because, I mean, you guys that that was a that was a really good offensive performance across the board. It felt like. Yeah, I mean, that was a good defensive front, too. I think one of the more under underrated defensive fronts in, in the NFL. Um, when we got to Washington Tate against these guys, you know, after the game the previous week, um, I was really impressed by by what, what they were able to do up front and, um, you know, kind of unnoticed, I thought, you know, not really hearing too much about them throughout the season. I know that they were kind of similar to us in terms of record wise, but um, they had a really good defensive front. I thought our offensive line played really well. Um, I think Khalil's starting to look, you know, more like himself back to his healthy self. And, you know, you saw what he was able to do on the ground in the run game. Um, obviously, you know, DJ Moore doing his thing, made some really great catches. And I thought Justin, um, I think played his best game of the year. I mean, holy cow, he, some of those plays he made were spectacular, made some really awesome throws and was able to get out of the pocket on some of them that you just you just kind of shake your head, you know, not knowing how he got out of those things. And, um, yeah, so guys just making plays where we needed it. And uh, I think just, you know, Justin, Justin had an incredible game, which is, so you know, I think, why we saw that result. So when the crowd's chanting, we want fields going crazy. I mean, what, what was it like on the sideline? I mean, were, were, were you guys hearing that? Were the players reacting to it? Cause it certainly sounded from post game in the locker room too. Like a lot of your teammates were like, yeah, we want, we want him here too. Yeah. Obviously that was awesome. I'm sure Justin really enjoyed that moment. Um, especially as soldier, I think with the elements involved, like a snow game in January, you know, well, really a new year's, new year's Eve game. Um, I'm sure that like, he, he really enjoyed that and soaked that in and um, definitely a cool moment out there for sure. I thought that was pretty cool for him. Well, and how much do you think, because like, there's just obviously you understand the great debate, especially now with the Bears locking up the number one pick. And mm-hmm. is that what we're calling it? The great debate? It is It is the great, the great, great debate. debate. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's nothing better than people screaming at you from both sides of the aisle. Um, but, you know, the thing that stood out to me watching that game obviously you know i know i'm an expert film analyst but for me it's more of a eye thing you know 
And it to watch you guys kind of come together there, like you said, that was probably the best Fields has played all year. I mean, the Washington game stat-wise might be better on the stat sheet, but just the cohesiveness with the offense clicking on all cylinders, you didn't play many snaps. Mooney was out as well, so that was much harder on Justin. I mean, is there something to be said about how long it takes for you guys to come together and find that chemistry. You know, everybody wants instant success. Everything is, hey, look at this roster. We're good to go. But is there something to be said about how it takes time to get to that point? Yeah, I mean, I think you if you really just watch our film over the past two months, like you can see the growth happening and that us coming as a team, I think you can see that happening over the last couple of months. So like, I'm not surprised by it by any means. And I've, I've, I've talked about it with you guys on previous shows about how I feel about all that. And um, I think that's been showing up here. And I think, you know, when you really start stringing things together, you know, then people start to notice, you know, um, when you're now 5-0 and in the last five games or 5-0 and at home, um, I think that matters a lot. That shows a lot of growth as a team. Um, I just know how it feels in our locker room, like, I think this is the tightest group I've been a part of in the NFL so far. It feels like almost like a college locker room in a, in a really good way, you know, where guys are really tight and um, it's, it's really just not a, it's not a bunch of individuals playing, you know, it's really feels like a team coming together with offense, defense, and special teams. So, um, you know, offense and defense, I feel like guys on both sides of the aisle, we're, we're really close with one another and um, we all talk and, um, I think so. I think that's that's pretty different and unique uh, compared to other teams and other locker rooms uh, that I've been a, been a part of or heard of in the NFL. So um, I just think that's that's been the the big thing so far is just how we've come together as a team in the locker room, and uh, we're we're just having a lot of fun together. And I, I think that's been showing up uh, here here recently. So Cole, I mean, look, we we all know team chemistry how important that is, and you know you're a leader in that locker room, and you're not the only one that has voiced. You know, pretty much what you just said and that how, you know, it's been fun to come to work and, and be in that locker room all the time. It seems like you're getting getting closer to, to me to, to rip the quarterback out of that room this offseason would just it, not to say you can't overcome it. But uh, I, I imagine that would that would set things back a little bit. I don't know how it couldn't. So, I mean, if, if Ryan Poles asked you here in the coming weeks or whatever, you know, for your honest opinion as a leader of what it would be like to overcome the loss of Justin Fields, if that's the road they went down as a front office, I mean, what would you say to him? Yeah, I mean, that's tough. I mean, I know, uh, obviously, I've been with Justin now for uh, a full three years, and um, I think there is something to be said about continuity, um, and I and I know people just uh, at times when things are going bad, just one of the, the immediate answers to always just change, th- change things and move on and fix them. Um, but I do think there's something to be said about continuity in this league and the more continuity that you can have, um, I do think you, you start to see more success. And I think you've been seeing that with us recently. Um, so I know that this is this topic in Chicago is like the big thing. It's like almost like talking politics or something like either one yep. side or the other. <laughs> It's, it's so it's a little crazy, um, but you know, at the end of the day, man, we're we're just we, we've been we've been having so much fun lately, and um, you know, you can feel that from Justin. I mean, holy cow! I mean, the dude. 
I can't imagine what he deals with on a day-to-day basis. It's it's really it's got to be really hard for him to shut everything out and do what he does. But you get the same guy coming in every day. Um, I feel like he, you know he's always got that smile coming in on Wednesday and. And, you know, whenever he's breaking it down, it's always it's always talking about how much he loves us and how much he loves playing with us. So and, and we've been feeling that feeling that from him recently. So, um, you know, I, I don't know exactly how that whole thing would go down and I don't know how they're going to operate with all that decision making and whatnot. But, um, you know, it, it just kind of is what it is. I know that there's there's a lot of decision, hard decisions that they got to make and whatnot. And um, and that's that's this league. So. I mean, we'll just see what happens, but all I can say is that we've had a lot of fun together, and um, I like where things are trending right now. Cole, has there been any type of, uh, whether it's outwardly vocal, rallying behind your quarterback, or just even more subliminally, like everyone sort of knows in the back of their head what's going on, like when you guys take the field, like we got to have our quarterbacks back. Has there been any of that in the last few weeks, just understanding the situation? Yeah, I think a little bit. I mean, I think we understand that situation and, uh, you know, quite frankly, where we were at and uh, what we had to do to rally, you know, for, for our coaching staff too, a little bit, like, you know, where things were and where things are at, we understand that if you're not winning and results are not there, like there's always a possibility of changes being made. And um, so, yeah, I, I think we all recognize that and we, you know, we all understand that and we understand that what this business is in the NFL, they're always trying to replace guys, whether it's, whether it's the coaching staff, whether it's me, whether it's another position, whatever, you're always trying to improve and get better. And, um, you know, the only way to kind of negate that is to go out in the field and perform. So um, I think there's been a mix of understanding that we got to go out there and perform, but also a little bit of just kind of cutting it loose, having fun and, and playing our hearts out. And I think we've been doing that really these, these past couple of weeks. Like Adam mentioned, and, and you said earlier, you know, when we were over at Ray's Auto, you you pinpointed this Green Bay game as being the big game here to end the year. Now here we are. Everything that's being talked about. How much stock do you put in this game for you guys to kind of show what's been going on since Justin has returned is real? That you guys can finally beat this team who I don't think we've beaten them since 2018. And mm-hmm. Bears fans. You know, we, we need this in our lives. So, I mean, like how much stock do you put in it that this is a big prove-it game for all of you guys? Yeah, well, more so than it just being a prove-it game, um, this game matters most just because it's the Packers. Like, we need to get this thing going where, you know, we beat these guys, and I think a great opportunity for us to knock them out of the playoffs here. Um, you know, I, I hope – by the end of Sunday night, they're saying one, two, three, Cancun, and uh, they're 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 starting to plan their vacations. Because um, you know, if we're sitting home, I want them to sit home as well too. I, you know, it, it's sickening watching them in the playoffs. You know, for these past you know couple of years and what they've been doing. So um, you know, if we can't be there, we don't want them there as well. So um, I think it's big. You know, obviously the narratives in this town are. And, you know, not that we necessarily care too much about that, but it's always so week to week. And, um, you know, something great happens next week. You know, I think everyone's going to be pretty positive going forward. And then if if not, you're going to hear all the negativity again. So we, we got to stay level, stay where we're at and where we've been at. But um, I think it's important just kind of, you know, at this point, since, you know, we, we are we're not we're not going to be in the playoffs. Um, I do think it's an important uh, kind of jumpstart to 2024 here and and getting this one against Green Bay. So 
Flus got asked this question yesterday and was not surprised by his answer, but you know, he essentially asked, you know, how much you're going to hype up that aspect of this game to your team. You know, it's the opportunity to knock the Packers out of the playoffs. Now, Flus, but not surprising again. Like, he's like, nope, I'm going to keep it about us because that's what he's he's done all season. That's what's been working, and, and that's not surprising. But that doesn't mean the players have to do that, right? I mean, <laughs> like, like, I yeah. imagine behind the scenes, it's safe to say that some of what you just said is going to be, you know, talked about, and that that's how the player – that's the mentality that you guys are going to have taking the field at Lambeau on Sunday. Yeah, I wouldn't say it changes your approach to the week. Like, you're still taking your week how how you would approach any other game. Um, you know, that being said, that's kind of just what I'm thinking in the back of my head. You know, there's a little bit of bitterness in terms of, you know, I don't want them in the playoffs if we can't be in the playoffs. So that that's kind of my my mindset on it a little bit. Um, but that being said, like, you know, what Flus is saying, like, we're not changing our approach going into the week. You know, we're still going to – we're going to operate how we've been operating the past couple of weeks, and we're going to approach this opponent like how we've always approached any other opponent. Um, and that's been working for us. But um, I do think in the back of your head, at least for me, I'm thinking a little bit about that for sure. Uh, Speaking of that approach, um, Flus also said he's going to keep the schedule you guys have been on the last couple of weeks and these half-and-half half practices you've been having on Wednesday kind of lighten the load a little bit. You've been winning games with them. And just from the player's perspective, what have you liked about those? How do you think that that's just the, the way you guys have scheduled things the last few weeks? How, how has that helped you? Yeah, well, I think a lot of credit to him for doing that. Um, I know as coaches it's not easy for them to uh, – to, to do those things necessarily. Um, but I think they do a really good job with getting up with our training staff and um, our sports sports performance staff and, you know, understanding where, where our bodies are at at this point in the season and, you know, what we need to get done. Um, you know, I think as a coach, you know, if I'm a coach, you always want to see it on the field and, you know, before you actually do it in the game and you want to see full speed reps. But at the, at, at the end of the day, the reality of where we're at at this part of the season is you can't really have that. And, I do think that we've shown, you know, to be true professionals in the walkthroughs that we've been having, and you've been seeing that translate to the field. I mean, the defense is still flying around like crazy. You know, guys are getting off on the line of scrimmage on the offensive side of the ball. So I think you've seen the the rewards come from that because of us being a little bit more fresh come Sunday. So I think that's uh, that's been a good flow for us, and, you know, definitely glad he's, he's sticking with it. Enrique Rivera's uh, $2 super chat. Uh, he says, Komet, uh, blink twice if you're catching a tutty on Sunday. Do you want to uh, officially apologize to everyone in the fantasy football world because it was championship week for fantasy <laughs> owners and you may or may not have screwed people out of a lot of money, you know? Okay, th this is what I'll say to that. If you're a fantasy, so like you can, I haven't played fantasy since like middle school, but honestly, you can change out your lineup, correct? Yeah, or yeah. is it set? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So if you're a fantasy owner, like you got to take some ownership for your team here. Like I was on the list all week and you knew that there was a maybe a questionable thing. That's that's on you as a fantasy manager. If, so don't be blaming the player here. Let's you got to look at your stuff. Did you do your homework and all that? Like I don't the guys that are blaming me like you didn't do your homework. I'm sorry. And honestly, if you if you started me in your fantasy championship, you probably deserve to lose that week. I hate to say it. You, you know what? I, it's a fair point, and I'll take some of the blame here too because I knew the injury report. I talked to you Friday. I was sitting here on the pregame being like, I think Cole's going to score two touchdowns today because I think it's a great matchup. I thought it was a great tight end matchup, so I'm part of the yeah. problem because I was out here yeah. giving people advice. I didn't know you were going to play 13 snaps, and I don't blame you for that, but um, 
I still think I was right about the matchup because Big Bob Tanyan st- stepped up yeah. and had, no, had a, a great game. For sure. Yeah, yeah, it was a good matchup for sure. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good matchup for us to the tight ends. Um, I, I definitely felt like that going into the week. You know, obviously, I wanted – I would have loved to be out there, you know, run routes. And, you know, if I could have been 80, my 80% of myself doing all that, I, I would have done it. But, um, yeah, I, I think again, just going back to the fantasy managers, you got, you got to take some ownership here, man. Like you got to do your homework and you got to understand, you got to kind of got to weigh the, the way, weigh what it is, but I, I'm sorry, you know, I, I'm sorry for you guys if, if it didn't work out for you, but you know, it is on you to do your homework, too. And most importantly, don't listen to Adam Hogue and whatever he and, says. And call your, you, you can just say it. F fantasy football. Like, whatever. Who cares? No one cares about other people's fantasy problems. That's true. I think, um, I think, Adam, I think it was you and then maybe John's one time in the locker. This was, like, last year where yeah. John's was like, anytime I've said that you're going to score a touchdown, you don't. So no more, no, more, no more laying out that I'm scoring touchdowns anymore. Uh, you know what? I think if, you or, if you've called one before, then you're good. But like, if you if you've been striking out on that, like we we got to end it. We gotta well, end it. no, that was definitely John's thing, you know. It, it, but in honestly, I think this was a bigger deal because it was like when you were like through that dry stretch early in your career where you weren't scoring a lot of touchdowns, he was like, this is the week it's going to happen. And then he finally gave up on it. And all of a sudden Cole Komet's up here catching more touchdowns than Travis Kelsey. So I definitely well, think that was, well, Johnson's this makes fault. sense. This yeah. makes sense, Cole, because jo- Hogan Johns, you know, they do their show and Hogue is a walking curse. Like when he says something, the opposite yeah. happens. He's yeah. always doing, he's always saying things to get me riled up. If something means a lot to me, he'll like poke at me right. that the opposite is going to happen. And so like I, I said, the Jaguars yeah. would win the other day. They won 20. I, I didn't want him sitting next to me during the Jaguars game because he kept saying they had it in the bag when it's like nine, nothing. And I was like swearing at him, <laughs> telling him to relax. So uh, Cole, you know, the Bears getting the number one pick for the second year in a row. Obviously, we saw the the reaper, you know, the ramifications of that last year. You guys got DJ Moore, and look how outstanding he's been for this team. How much do you pay attention to that? And when it was official that the Bears were going to get the number one pick, what was your reaction to it? Um, yeah, I, I'm truly like I don't care. <laughs> um, you know, that's obviously the that's kind of Ryan's thing and, you know, upstairs to how to handle all that. Um, I really just don't pay much attention at all to the drafts really with things. Um, I know that's a big point, you know, really after the season's done um, that, you know, everyone kind of fixates on and I understand why it's a big deal and and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I really don't look at it too much at all. Um, You know, they're not, they're not coming to me, you know, asking who who they think they should pick or what they should do with the pick and, and whatnot. So um, my job is to play, and, and that's what I do. And uh, but it's always always cool to see, you know, what what new teammates you get, you know, come draft time. Well, I mean, you're the first team. That, there's only been one other team to have more than three wins and the number one pick going into the season, and you guys could end really? up being it. Yeah, there, everybody else has three wins or less. I think what Greg's trying to say is this is a good position. To yeah, be I mean, to it's be a, yeah, I mean, a team that could potentially finish with eight wins and the number one pick is one of the more unique situations I think any team has ever had heading into an offseason. Yeah, I mean, pretty crazy. You get DJ Moore and the next year's number one overall pick. I mean, that's pretty crazy. 
That's pretty crazy. Well, like DJ said, he was like, I feel like I was the number one pick last year. So like, it's, <laughs> it makes sense, dude. I mean, he's it's done a, that? yeah, <laughs> he's been, I mean, he's been awesome, obviously. Uh, by he's the way, Enrique, great. Enrique clarified another $5 super chat. He just said F fantasy. I just want you to score against the Packers. Let's go. Hell yeah. Uh, Love that. Yeah. Love that. Which is another thing. Love if you're playing fantasy football in week 18, you're doing it wrong anyway. So um, on that note, we know how much this game means to you. Um, how are you feeling? I know it's still early in the week. You probably don't want to give anything away for the game on Sunday, but it just I would imagine it's going to be incredibly hard to keep you off the field at Lambeau on Sunday. Can we assume you're you're coming back this week? I mean, you were yeah, back, I mean, but play more. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, yeah still going to take a day to day here. Uh, definitely feeling better from last week, so I'm hopeful to kind of get where I want to be by, by Sunday. Um, yeah, I love playing in this game, and, you know, I haven't beat these guys yet since, be, since being in the league, so I want to be part of our – our first, my or at least my first win against beating these guys since I've been here, and for a lot of the guys, I think everybody, really everybody in the locker room, uh, maybe except for a couple guys, you know, haven't beat them yet, and um, I, I we're looking forward to that for sure. So to do that in Lambeau, um, last game of the season to end the year, uh, that that'd be pretty awesome. And, um, you know, I'm pumped, I'm pumped for the game this weekend. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I want to make sure we get some super chats in here since it's your last appearance of the season. But also, there, there was another question. I don't know if we have it, but there, someone asked a question earlier that I thought was really good. Just this, despite the slow start to the season and the fact you're not going to end up in the playoffs, do you still look at this, though, as a successful season considering the trajectory that you know you guys have been on and overcame that adversity from earlier in the year? Oh, yeah, there's the question. Um yeah, well, okay, I, I, I got to separate the two because, like, I still stand by, like, what a successful season is, and that's getting into the playoffs, making a run, and getting to the Super Bowl. Like, that's a successful season, and I'm always going to stick to that standard. So, um, when you look at it singularly, like, no, it's not it's not where we want to be. And, you know, those are things that we got to look at and, and amend going into this next offseason where, you know, we can't get off to that slow start like we did. Um and those games count just as much as the, the ones that we've just played here recently. So, um, you know, those are important to, to get, get a fast start in the season. And, and we got to be able to, to get a fast start when we, when we come out of the gates here in, in 2024. But I think that being said, you know, you know, the decision makers and guys that got to look at it. Uh, and if you're asking me about, you know, the growth and, or where we've been over the past two years, it's, it's undeniable the, the progress that we've made. I think, uh, you know, the past two years and we're, I think it's pretty crazy and pretty cool to see the talent and the talent that we've, we've been able to acquire and the, the, the play style of guys over the past two years. And you see just a ton of dudes getting better, making plays. I mean, um, you know, you look at, I just look at when I'm watching defense and, you know, Jalen's got to come out uh, for the game for a little bit and, you know, Smitty's got to step in or, you know, Tyreek's been right. playing really awesome football here recently. So yep. you just see a lot of growth in a lot of good areas and guys stepping in when, when other guys go down. And um, I think that's been the coolest part to see. And, you know, the growth of, of the team is over the past years is, is undeniable for sure. Uh, let's knock out some of these other supers. Uh, Victor Cruz. Is this like the this is the real Victor Cruz? Victor, I'm assuming. Real Victor yeah, it's got to so. be real yeah. Victor Cruz. Uh, Big fan. Uh, former Bear. Yep. Once a bear, always a bear. Yep. Bear for life, Victor Cruz. Uh nine ninety nine. He says, uh, Cole, I got your jersey for Christmas. You, DJ Moore, and Marvin Harrison Jr. with Justin Fields at quarterback are gonna make our franchise a Super Bowl. There you go. Let's go. Super Bowl's the goal, baby. Super Bowl's the goal. That's what we're about. I mean, how hard is it to play with all these like potential Ohio State Buckeyes? Yeah, I don't you know. know, like 
I don't. Not a big yeah, fan. Another, yeah, Ohio I mean State, nobody's yeah. perfect, you know. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. you kind of just deal with it. It's a blemish <laughs> that you got to deal with. <laughs> Eric Forcell, ten dollars uh, says Komet is about to be breaking some tight end records in Chicago. Book it. Love watching you play the game, man. Yeah, appreciate you, Eric. Appreciate the support. And then uh, Brandon here, uh, Brandon Farr, nine ninety nine. My two boys went to their first Bears game on Sunday. They love Cole. Love seeing you live. Bear down. Yeah, I love it. Thanks, Brandon. What's just a cool atmosphere that looked like on Sunday? Is that your first snow game at Soldier Field? I know you guys played a snow game in Seattle. Um, we had two years ago when we played Detroit. It was snowing, not like how it did the other day, um, but it was snowing a little bit. But that was like a true, you know, snow game, and it wasn't really sticking out there, so it was a little wet. But it was still like you got the whole effect of kind of feeling like you're in a snow globe. It was pretty, it was pretty fun. It was cool. The, the monsoon game will prepare you for any condition i'd imagine can, yeah the monsoon can, game that was nuts that was can nuts. you do me a favor and relay the message to kyler gordon like we all love his spider-man thing it's great but can he chill out on the flipping like that was cool but yeah, don't, don't dude, ever do I, that again don't pull him dude, i'm with you kyler cracks me up and i'm intending to him about this but um like the whole spider-man thing i think is kind of funny now it's impressive you can do those flips. That, that, that being said, that's pretty impressive. Now I don't, I don't want him to do them anymore because I don't want him to get hurt or anything. Um, right. But because uh, he didn't exactly play, stick the landing, like he, he yeah, like yeah. chill out. Especially on the wet surface too. Like you gotta, right. be, you gotta be a little careful. But when we went to play in LA, it was, um, it was Halloween that weekend, or it was that day it was Halloween, whatever it was. And Kyler got on the bus in his like Spider-Man uniform. <laughs> and so he sat down and I was like, like had a double take, like, holy shit. Like he's in a full on Spider-Man uniform. And you know, like if you're sitting on the bus, it's like a 30, 35 minute bus ride to the stadium. And you got the full outfit on, like, you know, you'd think like, oh yeah, for the bus ride, I'm gonna take the mask off, take my gloves off just so I can like breathe and mm -hmm. type on my phone. This dude kept the whole outfit on the whole entire car ride, which was pretty funny, I thought. Wow, that's pretty impressive. That's hilarious. He's, that's committed, he's committed to the bit, and I like he it. Is, he is committed to the bit. He is committed to the bit. I can respect that. I, I have my own meatball request, though. Um, I don't know if this needs to go to Cairo Santos or Patrick Scales or Trenton Gill. Can we get the kicking net farther away so that DJ Moore doesn't run into it when he's going out of bounds? I don't know. Maybe Adam, that's a, I, I'll put that request in. I'll put yeah. that request in for you. Yeah. These yeah. are the stupid things I yell at the TV during the game. Yeah. Because like, I saw DJ goes out of bounds and he runs into the kicking net. I'm like, who put the kicking net there? Come on. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I bring that up. Uh, All right. So um, the kicking net's the only thing that can catch DJ Moore. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. That's, good. that's a good one. <laughs> Bernie Barron, 499. Cole, love that hat. And Justin Fields. A lot of people commenting on your hat, yeah, by the way. Someone wants Appreciate to know where he could buy it. Yeah. I just got it on New Era. Yeah, I don't know. it's a New Era hat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after seeing how much Otani got, are you wishing that you had stuck with baseball? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm. I was up to that level of skill in baseball. So, uh, but that's a pretty crazy contract. I know we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, definitely a interesting. Pitcher and a hitter, though. What's that? You were a pitcher and a hitter. You could have done both. You could have gone on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's pretty <laughs> crazy at both of them. Um, 
Yeah, that dude's that dude's a freaking stud. Do you do you have a message for Jed Hoyer? You know, maybe he could wake up here in the new year for us Cubs fans. I know Cody Del Mendo would appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been cool to see Otani in a Cubs uniform for sure. But we just need anybody, Cole. We need somebody. They need to do something. You can have Eloy back, Cody Bellinger. We don't want Eloy. Okay, just keep that. (laughs) Keep that. Uh, Eric Eric Harshberger, $2. Hey, Cole, what teammate had 11 toes and 12 fingers? What is that about? I don't know. Am I supposed to know this answer? I don't know. I, mean, I remember Antonio Alfonseca, the former Cubs pitcher. Yep, Antonio yeah. Alfonseca had the extra finger. Do you remember that, Cole, the the relief pitcher for the Cubs? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, there yeah. is an NFL tight end that has six fingers. Went to Wisconsin. Troy Fumagalli. Uh, yeah. yeah. I thought he was missing a finger. You know what? You might be right. It might be the opposite. <laughs> I think it's the opposite. I think you're right. I think it's which that's that's why it's more impressive that he has yeah, nine he fingers. Has four, he only has four fingers on one hand. Yes, right? I remember yeah. that because yeah. I was like, I imagine imagine that came up in the draft evaluation a little bit. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> missing a finger. Uh, T Lang, five dollars. Comet, what is your favorite moment since joining the NFL? Ooh, favorite moment. Um, honestly, just like what's the past couple of months for me have been awesome. Um, you know, it's a bummer that we haven't, we're, we're not in the playoffs and, you know, but I, I just felt like we were, we've been coming together here these past couple of months and it's been a lot of fun and we've just been having fun coming to work every day. And I just, you know, I think there's something to say about that. So it, it's been, it's been exciting and uh, I've enjoyed every moment of it coming into work these, these last, uh, these last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, just soaking in all the all the time that we're spending spending with everybody at this moment. I mean, you just don't know what could happen at the end of the season, and you know who's going to be here and who's not uh, when it comes to 2024. So just enjoying the time with the teammates, and we got a close knit locker room, and uh, I've been I've been really enjoying this so far. Wrong answer. You're supposed to say getting to talk to Greg Braggs. Yeah, that's true. Ah, so you shit. did become yeah. friends with Greg Braggs. That's a clo- close second. Close second. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, Cole, we we appreciate you know just the the time and the effort you put in uh, to being with us this season and uh, your commitment to it as well. Uh, you've been a great teammate, even to us, and hope you had fun along the way. I thought the best part was when you you you, you uh, committed to the Mark Carmen bit and dressed as yeah uh, yeah that was yeah, fun. Halloween. Well, yeah, that was fun. Well, I appreciate you guys. I, I've had a blast coming on. You guys have been great with the questions and. Um, it's been a lot of fun and glad I can give some insight as to what's been going on in the locker room, what it's like to uh, be a part of this thing. And um, I think it's, you know, it's been cool to see the growth of this thing over, over the year and um, see where it's gone since, since the start to now. And, um, you know, definitely looking to, to more victories to come here in 2024. Yeah. I I think you're not quitting us Cole. Like, (laughs) Uh, you, you, a, I still have the present to get to you, so you still have to come. Yeah, in you're, right, you're right. I gotta run in. Yeah, I gotta see you at some point. Like they're gonna ask you in the. I'll just ask you right. You gotta come in once the season is over, so I can give you a big old Bragg's bear hug. I have a gift for you. So yeah, I'm gonna bake you into the into the studio one more time. Bragg's, do they not? Do they not let you in house? What's the deal? Why don't I ever see your house? Hell no, they're not gonna let they me in the house. Well, we haven't they asked, don't, they don't but I think. We, we, know, we we've we, been too afraid to even we, ask. We haven't asked, but I think we know the answer, Cole. I mean, come on, <laughs> let's get serious here. That's freaking awesome. So they just they just revoked your. Car I'd probably last three days before they'd kick me out. 
I just <laughs> I say three hours. They do let them go to the combine though. Yeah, I did, I did the combine yeah. last year. You know, that's right. And you did ask uh, Flus a question in Indy. In yeah. The yeah, yeah, practices. I can do oh, the counts. I yeah. can do the professional thing, Cole. Were, I can do the professional <laughs> thing. You were at the practices in Indy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. There was all of a sudden this big loud guy in the back that asked Flus a question, and everyone was like, "Who the hell is that?" <laughs> what What was your Was that your one question you've asked? No, I, I once I start going, I don't shut up. So yeah. like, I love if you it. haven't noticed, yeah, 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 if you haven't noticed, I know that's a big. <laughs> I'm sure that's a big surprise to you. But no, I was doing like at the combine, I was like doing three straight questions. Like nobody could step it. in over me. Like I'm a bulldog, so that's the hey, other reason they're not gonna let me in there. Yeah, when you get when you get your opportunity, man, you gotta let it eat. You gotta let yeah. it eat the questions. You just ask oh, for yeah. whatever's in your heart. You gotta ask. You gotta ask for sure. Yeah. Well, Cole, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure we will bother you a little bit in the off season. But in all seriousness, yeah. I know the fans love these. You know, the in, this is a little bit more intimate, inside, longer conversation stuff. I think is is yeah. awesome, and I know they like it. So, um, you got something else, Law? Well, just two things. Brandon yeah. Henderson, five bucks. He says Connor Bedard, Kobe White, Cole Komet. The future starts with C in Chicago. Ooh, I like it. That's for Cole. Love it. And yeah. then Yair Augusto says uh, that was my first ever Bears game, and it was amazing. Justin is him. Defense is elite. Bears are back, baby. P.S. Please ask Cole to. Tell Bobby Tanya and I say hello. There you I'll go. tell Bobby. I'll, I'll tell Bobby you say what's up. Yeah. All right, Cole. We'll let you go. Uh, one more big game this week. Get it done. Oh, Bear, Bears Packers. Oh, we'll, we'll be watching. Awesome. Green, Green Bay right. sucks. Green Bay sucks. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Love it. There he is. All right, you guys. Bears tight end uh, uh, who's having an outstanding season, and um, you know the stars aligned on that one. He's been awesome here all season with us, and he's had an awesome year. And, yep. You know, things were tough there throughout the season. He handled it professionally, as always, and, and now things are looking up. So, um, I Yeah, think, it's not easy. I mean, no. when he first first shows he was coming here, like the team wasn't in a good spot. They started 0-4, no. and, you know, he always answered everything candidly. And, and since then, what, they're 7-5, and five, and he's been playing outstanding for two years now, and – it really does feel like this team is turning the corner. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for the fans that, you know, live and breathe with this team and live and die with this team. So it's going to be a fun 2024. I feel like the Bears are playing with house money this week, and I'm going to explain that in a second. Oh, a um, teaser. Kind of on that that note for what this game means uh, this week. But in the meantime, it is getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. That's right, Hoagie. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. Yeah, so what should business owners do there, Gregory? I'll tell you exactly what you should do. You should go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Did you say brickbybrick.com? That is not what oh, I said. You said comed.com. That's exactly clean. what I yeah. said. I'm glad you're listening. Yes, go now and see how electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. 
And also, we want to make sure you know about our friends at Game Time. Maybe you're thinking about making the trip up to Lambeau this weekend. And if you are and you're looking for your tickets, Game Time is the place for you to go. Download the Game Time app. You will not have to worry about buying tickets to your next big event especially if it's this one this weekend, because Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you, and they they specialize in killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat. So especially if you're going to a stadium you're not used to going to, Mm -hmm. get the view from your seat before you buy. By the way, there's not really a bad seat at Lambeau if you're thinking about it, so keep that in mind as well. Um, Their best price guarantee they always give you that as well. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. If you go on the app, you'll see the little icon at the top to swipe, and that'll get you your flash deal, and it'll show you, as if you're watching it on the screen right now, you can see which flash deal is available right now. That's your best value right now in the moment and usually on sale. You can also do zone pricing where you just pick sort of a zone of sections. You don't necessarily know your exact seat, um, but you're going to get that at a discounted price. So Game Time's got all the options for you to get the best value for your tickets. Uh, You'll be able to take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code, CHGO for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And my guy Ken uh, with the sweet and sour nipples, he's going to be at Lambeau next oh, week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's the forecast? I was, hoping we, wouldn't, I was <laughs> hoping we would never speak of that again, but here no, we go. Ken's my guy. It. You'll be hearing more from him for years to come. I mean, it, I did kind of want to eat Chinese food tonight, and you're ruining one of my favorite <laughs> options. Yeah. No, it pretty much ruined my entire New Year's. We got Cole Komet to say Green Bay sucks. I was going to say, has that been clipped and put out yet? We're we're going to, for sure. (laughs) Uh, Nicholas Moriano saying, if you're going to Lambo, you better come find him. Is that a threat? That sounds like like it. I mean, I guess so. You put the sunglasses emoji, so maybe it was in an inviting way. I don't know if Nick's threatening the fans, but... So, look, uh, this game... It's pretty exciting. I keep saying, for a meaningless game, this is as meaningful as it gets. Very exciting. And I'm excited for it. Bears fans should be excited for it. But I also feel like the Bears are mostly playing with house money here. Because what's the downside of losing this game? It just sort of sucks, right? You lost another game to the Packers. The Packers are going to go to the playoffs. They're not going to go very far in the playoffs. But, like, I don't know that... takes away anything that's really been turned around here maybe it doesn't amplify it as much as a win would but I don't think it necessarily kills the progress it certainly creates another hurdle that you got to get over next year still haven't beaten the Packers now in six years Mm -hmm. you know compared to five so um, I'm not saying there's nothing to lose but I think there's way more to gain if that makes sense Like, you're just sort of playing with house money here in that if you win this game, you now finish the season 8-5 and in your last 13. Three-game winning streak against the division. You beat all three opponents in the division. And not only that... Five of your last six. Five of the last six. Not only that, within the division, you could make the argument... 
I don't even think there is an argument against the Lions. You were the better team against the Lions in both of those games. Mm-hmm. You were – I'm not sure it's as obvious, but I feel like the Bears were overall the better team than the Vikings when they played them. And for the first game, Kirk Cousins was playing, right? Yep. Yeah, Kirk Cousins played that first game. And it was kind of a weird game. Bears didn't play their Montez best. Montez Sweat wasn't playing that game. <laughs> but, yeah, we st- and that's a great point. And we still came out of that game in the postgame being like, man, it sure feels like the Bears should have won that game. Yep, and the backup played, you know, because that's when Fields yeah, that's got when hurt. that's when Fields got hurt. So now if you can do that against the Packers to end the season, you can legitimately end the season and be like, we outplayed all three divisional opponents at least once this season. Mm-hmm. And with really the only major blemish being that week one game against the Packers, which was a, a horrible game, but you ended it the right way. Everything is going in the right direction. So to me, like the list of positives for closing this out with a win are just way higher than whatever the consequences are for losing. See, and I go the other way with it. I, I think there's a lot to lose with the good vibes you have right now. The the vibes at the stadium were palpable here last Sunday. The way this team is rallying around the quarterback is palpable. You just got quotes here today coming out, which we'll talk about in a little bit. You lose to Green Bay, and if it's in an embarrassing fashion like you did week one, you're squandering those vibes. You're squandering potentially the vibes that Justin Fields has elevated himself to making Ryan Poles this tough decision heading into the offseason. Don't make that decision easy on Ryan Poles. Make it even harder on him. You know, and and that's the kind of thing that I think is on the line. Matt Eberflus, you're not out of the woods yet. You this is our rival. And how many years in a row are they continually embarrassing us? You know, and and to not put your stamp on it. And, and knock them out of the playoffs, and you say they have no chance in the playoffs, I mean, I hope so, but the NFC is wide open. The last thing you want to do is allow the Green Bay Packers to go on a run and let the Jordan Love era, you know, become something bigger than what it already is. So you look at what happened with the Lions last year, knocking Green Bay out of the playoffs. No, they didn't make the playoffs, but it catapulted them into this season, winning their first division in 23 years. That's the kind of momentum that's on the line for the Chicago Bears. If not, then all of a sudden, Ryan Poles has to readjust his thinking of how he's going to approach this offseason with big decisions to come. So I guess that's my exact point we just brought up with the Lions. There's no doubt that it gave them great vibes. And this is almost like um, what bowl games used to mean. I don't think they mean as much anymore. But, like, coaches would always be like, this is a great springboard to the next year. Mm-hmm. And, like... I'm not denying that that helped the Lions. But don't you think the Lions still would have won the division even if they had lost that game at Lambeau last year? Like, I'm not, I'm not sure you can tangibly, objectively be like, well, this is all because they beat the, they beat the Packers right. to end last season. Well, and, and that's why, for me, the bigger point of this discussion is this decision with the head coach and yeah. the quarterback. And so... Do you think Flus is safe even if they lose? I think Flus is safe even if they lose. Justin, as crazy as it sounds, it very very may well just come down to this game. Because, like, all Brian Poles has talked about is consistency. You, you can't, from a stat sheet, really say they've been consistent even in these last six games going four and two. You know, the Cardinals game, the first half was great. The second half wasn't. 
Cleveland game was bad offensively. The Minnesota win was bad offensively. So all of a sudden, though, these last two games, Cardinals, Falcons back-to-back, you can string another game together. That that gives you a little more declaration of consistency. If they have a bad game offensively against one of the worst defensively ranked teams, I mean, Bryce Young put up 30 points on them. They're down 30 to 16, and all of a sudden, Bryce Young ties the game at the end. Yeah. The Packers' defense is not very good. So this momentum that the offense has started and, and the way Justin played against Atlanta – carry that over and play well and beat Green Bay, it would make that very hard. I mean, we were talking about with Cole, it's already a very hard decision for Ryan. It would make it even harder to come off of Justin Fields as your quarterback for next year. That is the one spot where I I do think there's a lot on the line here. And, and it's I don't I don't think any talent evaluator can make a decision off of one game regardless of the circumstances. Um, I think the totality of everything has to be how you make your decisions. But the opportunity that's ahead here for Justin Fields in this game, I do agree with that. It is it, – it, I'm sorry, it just does weigh a little bit more. It sounds it, silly, but and, – and it's not just the opponent. It's also the context that you actually just did a great job of of, of laying out there, the, the idea of this consistency – and even if he dominates the Packers on Sunday, it's not necessarily going to be full consistency because I, but it's been a pretty decent chunk now here coming back from the injury that it's been way more good than bad, way fewer turnovers, yep. protecting the ball a lot better. There have been aspects of the game that have been much more consistent. So if you can end that, this chunk of games and this season with an exclamation point, over the Green Bay Packers. That does matter. And someone said in the comments, a good QB would go up there and beat the Packers in this game. And I, I agree with that. I, I There's something to be said for Aaron Rodgers' dominance over the Bears. Brett Favre's dominance over the Bears until he didn't dominate them anymore. And that was sort of the end of the Brett Favre era. Like, good QBs are going to take pride in dominating their rival. And... I don't think Justin Fields has been put in a position to dominate the Green Bay Packers to this point. But if he wants to make that argument that I'm this quarterback for the Bears' future, that better lead, whoever's the quarterback going forward, that better, there better be more wins over the Green Bay Packers than there have been. You cannot go through this stretch where Cole Komet's, and it's not Cole's fault, he just brought it up himself, but Cole Komet's about to end year four of his career, and he's never beaten Green Bay. Right. Like, that, that's that got to flip regardless of who's involved, and that always starts with the quarterback in terms of the players on the field. So I, I agree. I think this is a huge opportunity for Justin. But on the flip side, if he plays well and they lose, I don't think you hold that against them. Like, oh, can't keep Justin because he hasn't – he hasn't gotten that, you know, that big signature win over Green Bay yet. So, I don't know. I just still feel like there's way more to gain than lose in this spot. And Yeah. But I mean, the win would be pretty awesome. Yeah. It's – I I don't necessarily completely disagree. It's just, yeah, I, I'm putting a lot – I want there to be – I'm glad the Packers are playing for something. I want there to be a lot of pressure. We're talking about this evaluation. We're going to talk about it ad nauseum for the next four months – so I'm glad that there's something on the line here for everybody. It would have been nice for the Bears to be playing for a playoff spot as well. 
They fell just short of that, but at the end of the day, the Packers are, and Justin Fields is playing for something. Matt Eberflus is coaching for something. Good. I want all the pressure so we can see, you know, pressure, you know, burst pipes, but it also makes diamonds. Okay. Wow. Broke my brain with that one. Yeah, that's the saying. I didn't come up with it. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but one quick point, too, on that, um, before we get some of these quotes on the from the players. So the Browns game, that would have been the opportunity to win three in a row. And yeah. they didn't get it done. I'm doing my best. To I know, I know, but, about it. but I'm, I'm, I'm saying this is sort of a, a do over because we talked about the opportunity. Was it off the table that the bears could win all four of their final games? And we all sort of agreed. They're probably going to go three and one or two and two most likely. And this is still the opportunity to go three and one. But it was there. I don't think any of us were wrong in saying that. Like, they had a chance to run the table. That would have been six wins in a row to end the season, and you would have been in the playoffs. So that part sucks thinking about it. It makes me want to drive my car into Lake Michigan. Yeah, which is that saying you did come up with. Yes. (laughs) You still haven't done it, though. (laughs) I'm going to. Again, though, if you do do it, please wait until July or (laughs) August. Don't do it in January. I'm going to take... The polar plunge to a whole new meeting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my point is, you didn't get over that hump. You didn't win that third game in a row. You couldn't finish in the fourth quarter against the Cleveland Browns. Well, now here's another opportunity. This would be your third win in a row, which has never happened under Matt Eberflus. They still have not won three games in a row. Here's your opportunity to do that. And it's against your division rival at Lambeau Field. So from that standpoint, again, it goes back to the opportunity in front of the Chicago Bears team, the most meaningful of meaningless games that could possibly exist. Uh, in the meantime, we got some quotes coming up that we wanted to bring up from certain Bears players that seem to matter, but I want to make sure you know about Circa and their tight money line splits. They're awesome low hole model. They give you the best odds on games. They encourage you. Go download those other sportsbook apps. Check it out for yourself. You'll see that their games strive to be at a minus 110 split on the Circus Sports menu. Unlike the other sportsbooks, they're going to charge you minus 115, minus 120. What does that mean? That just means they're taking less of your money up front on the bet. Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. They do not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. And Circa encourages bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available. You can compare it for yourself. Plus, their customer service is top-notch. There's real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use those annoying chat bots. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circus Sports book at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, which I cannot check out. I cannot wait to check out for the first time uh, when I'm out there for the Super Bowl this year. Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Text G-A-M-B to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. That's right. And I want to tell you guys about Empire today. Uh, With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats. 
If you don't have copycats, you're not doing something right. Uh, but Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, speed. So competitors advertise the low-quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. They keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. Empire's philosophy is to help you find what you need, not to overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes, but they leave out all the selection is as what they leave out of their selection is as important as what they put in. You know, so like when you go to a restaurant, if there's too many options on the menu, sometimes that's a bad sign. That's you know? what you're saying. Yeah. You Keep want it personalized to you. Right. Exactly. To know exactly what your tastes are. And that's what Empire does. Exactly. Empire's yeah. product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect styles. They got a sweet virtual floor designer. It's a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your own room. Shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating. You might talk to someone today who was working in plumbing or some bricklayer yesterday oh. flooring is all empire well you know they took a shot at plumbers i figured i'd take another take one at the bricklayers yeah you know i love my brickies um brick by brick yeah exactly so flooring is all empire today does they live and breathe flooring like we live and breathe the bears here so you can be confident you're getting honest upfront advice they pride themselves on their convenient shop at home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their new floors will look like in their home's lighting and decor so they can make an informed decision. Uh, they service their own warranties. If an issue does arise, just call Empire. They service all warranties themselves. You won't have to track, track down a manufacturer's phone number. Uh, so schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listener, listeners can receive a $350 off discount like you see here on the screen when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. So guess who's refereeing Saturday afternoon's game between the Ravens and Steelers in a national window? Mark Carmen? Our guy, Brad Allen. Brad <laughs> Allen. Oh, no. Dude, you got to love the NFL. You're screwed. They're just trolling We're everyone. We're screwed. Out. They're trolling everyone. Brad yeah. Allen, trolling after me. you dragged him through the Twitter streets... Now he's going to have a vendetta. I See, what did I tell you, Dr. Hogue? What did I do? Is real. You put, you recirculated <laughs> that video, making Brad Allen look like an idiot. Brad Allen made Brad Allen then look like an Schefter idiot. Then Schefter retweeted it. Yeah. Amplifying it to millions of people around the world. I guarantee yeah. Brad Thanks, Allen has a vendetta for you that okay. he's going to take out on us on Sunday in Lambeau. Thanks a lot. Once you again, didn't even listen to what Adam, I said. He's I'm not so doing the Bears game. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing oh the God. Ravens Steelers game. Oh, well, then why are you talking about? Because him? my point is, it's a nationally <laughs> televised game. They're putting him back on oh national my television. Goodness, my bad. He should be on the Bears. Although the, the Bears game is actually the big well, CBS game. I've never game. been one to listen. <laughs> that was oh great. My goodness, that was fantastic. We almost made it through one show where you and or Carm actually listened to me the entire time. I tried. Time. I know. I'm hard to listen to. I well, mean, we're almost an hour in. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It might have been a new record. Speaking of which, uh, please hit the like <laughs> if you haven't. Yeah, please hit I'm the like button. I'm sorry for yelling at you. <laughs> 
Yep, it's all my fault. I just think that's hilarious. They're gonna they're gonna put him back on national television. Something bad's gonna happen Saturday in that game. I can't I, wait. I for keep it. lashing out at Hogue lately. I know. It's okay. <laughs> I'll be your punching bag. Maybe a New Year's resolution's in order for you. I'll uh, try. We gotta get some super chats. Yeah, that should be your news. Can your New Year's resolution be about me? I'll try. Don't yell at me. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> So we're not even getting through the show before he breaks that. You know how New Year's resolutions go. They last like a week, and then you give up. I'll take a week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A um, couple things we wanted to get to. Uh, in, you, in case you haven't seen it yet, I don't know. You probably haven't. I mean, I, I think it just came out maybe an hour and a half ago or whatever it was. Um, we had Josh Lucas on Hogan Johns this morning. I encourage people to listen to it because just some interesting things I thought from this interview – on the Justin Fields conversation um, that I wanted to pull out in a much lengthier, first of all, uh, well, here. I asked him what he thinks would be the riskier move from the perspective of you're the general manager or you're just the personnel director under the general manager and you'd like to keep your job. Because this is a pretty significant decision that Ryan Poles has coming up here. Mm -hmm. And... He came to the – first of all, I want to point out that both avenues are risky. Mm-hmm. Whichever way you go, it is risky. But he did agree that it's probably riskier at this point to trade Justin Fields, to move on from Justin Fields and go with the rookie quarterback who's never played in the NFL, both in terms of that, which makes a lot of sense, but also the fact that Justin Fields' popularity here in this town – is huge and it's going to be the more unpopular move if that's the way Ryan Poles goes. And that's going to, you know, sort of like how the Trubisky thing was set up for failure from the jump well, that's because everybody hated it right. from the moment it happened. Um, well, that's I, why I'm a little surprised he said that as he was one of the guys in the room that decided to not draft Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But that, I mean, it was a different situation. Definitely different. Yeah, I mean, th- this Holmes was more of an uh, felt yeah. like, as far as leading into the draft, more of an unknown. The other thing that I thought was interesting that he brought up, which I'm, I hadn't really thought of, I'm the thousand different angles. This has already been debated. Um, in terms of trade compensation for Justin Fields, he said that not only the compensation matters, right? Just the idea of whatever the best deal is. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't necessarily take the best deal because you want to make sure this guy stays out of your way if you're trading him. As in, ideally, you trade him to the AFC and not the NFC. It's fair. Same idea with this risk, this risk situation. What if you trade Justin and you end up losing to him in the playoffs? I mean, the city would explode. So, And if you're trading the first pick... You don't want to send it to a team in the NFC as well for the same reasons, right? You, that, that's a, I, yes, I think I, maybe that's not as. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I think you factor that in too. Yeah. Like if if it comes down to the Commanders or the Patriots, maybe if the now I want to be clear. Josh was also like, look, if one team's blowing you out of the water with their deal, you take the better deal. Right. But he's like, if it's close. And you're essentially part deba- of calculus. Yeah, if you're yeah. if you're debating between a second and third rounder, maybe you take the third rounder just to make sure this guy doesn't end up, you know, uh, on uh, what's it 
decent team that still needs a quarterback. Maybe the Falcons. Like, the Falcons could be good if they have better quarterback play. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And then the other thing that almost made me squirmy hearing him say it, but it was also human nature and didn't completely surprise me. But not only that idea that you could lose to Justin Fields down the road, but also you don't necessarily want to put Justin Fields in the best position to succeed just to save your own ass. Like, if you trade him to the perfect situation, it's not going to look great for you. That's a good point. And that part of it, again, is like, man, because Justin deserves to go have success somewhere. You can't trade him to Siberia. But, right. <laughs> um, you know, I don't... Maybe trade Justin to Washington? Doomed to fail? Well, I mean, yeah. the, the you know, Ryan Poles identified a team... I'm sure that was part of his calculus last year. Yeah, the Panthers are a good spot. They're offering a good package, but I also think the Panthers are going to organization yeah. and, and the team yeah. aren't going to be good. And I, I don't think anyone could have imagined just how toxic that organization has turned into. Got the owner throwing water or whatever, beer or something on a fan, and the coaches all got jettisoned, and they had big – See, I think it was just water, and he was trying to cool that fan down. He was, he was trying to do him a favor. David Tepper's a good guy. Come on. Sure. Yeah. It was a wild uh, video. Um, so, anyway, go listen to that whole interview. Part of the reason why Josh Lucas just is so good is because he brings up stuff like that. That's the reality of the NFL is could be a, a dark place. Can we trade the number one pick to the Panthers again? <laughs> um, well, you wouldn't get this year's first-round pick from them. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, I, uh, we also want to just bring this quick quote from Jaquan Brisker, who is on uh, Bernstein and Holmes today on the score. Um, on the chance for Justin Fields, similar question we asked Cole Komet earlier. Jaquan Brisker said, quote, if we keep this group together, it could be dangerous. That atmosphere, these last couple home games, it feels like playoff football. It feels like we're right there. We want that guy, and it means the world to us that the fans are standing right behind him. And Cole had similar, you know, this idea that they're close, they're a team, the chemistry's good. Certainly understand that part of it, and I definitely think that's got, got to be part well, of the equation. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's where, like, I feel like the needle for me and where this decision is going to go for Ryan Poles is moving because what I watched on Sunday, it's a you know it when you see it, and the way this city is rallying around Justin is, is definitely important. You can feel that energy. But the way the team is rallying around Justin, it reminds me of those Lovey Smith teams where they all rallied around each other and played for each other. Cole said it earlier. This is a team that feels like a college locker room. Yeah. I mean, the club dub year, you saw how that tightness, you know, elevated them with a lot of positive momentum. And the thing that I think is the most important or one of the most important aspects that Ryan Poles has to consider are things you're not going to find on a stat sheet. You know, fans are going to throw to me the stats that work against Justin Fields' favor, and I'm sure there's a lot of them. You can show the the schedule and show the, the wins and put an asterisk next to the, the bad wins they've had and all that stuff. But what's not on the stat sheet is Justin Fields' toughness not talking about injury toughness. I'm just talking about mentality toughness. His resiliency as he's fought through this adversity the last couple of years. And 
and and his leadership, what Jaquan Brisker said right there, what Darnell Mooney has said, what DJ Moore is literally banging the drum every week for, this team wants to run through a brick wall for Justin Fields. And when you've got something like that, that's really hard. This th- that's something that Ryan Poles is going to have to heavily consider because you run it. You, Ryan Poles comes out there and says we're running back with Justin Fields. This team is going to want to kill for him next year. And that is the hardest thing to measure with a college quarterback coming out. This right. is a big. He unknown. would have to earn their trust if Caleb Williams comes in here. It would like are they going to you know you know treat him you know like a jerk no but they're not gonna run through a brick wall for him right away he's gonna have to earn their right and you don't know that that player can do that either let's get to some of these super chats um and we got a lot of them here the duke 499 he says i am so turned on by all the math references happening right now value calculus it's all so attractive hashtag math literacy is sexy perhaps a a you know, peek behind the curtain of who the Duke is because previously he did ask this, and this yeah. also is about there's, a, there's an equation here. Duke, big math guy, oh, well, $50 I, I'm super tap chat. out of this because, yeah, well, I, I, I got you. <laughs> I didn't make it to algebra two, so wow, um, for real. Is that funny, Sarah? <laughs> kind of that I struggled in high school. Go ahead. Because for real. <laughs> the equation polls is going to use for people that like math. The decision equals new QB eval plus Hall for Justin Fields. And that's in a parenthetical. Yep. Minus. So you always do that part of the equation first. I'm yep. going to pass out. Minus Justin Fields eval plus Hall for number one pick. Also in the parentheses. Yes. If the answer is positive... Then you are picking a new quarterback. If it's negative, you stick with Justin Fields. I bet that's how Pole sees it. That is actually that makes perfect sense to me, Duke. And that is something I've been preaching. I had not put that in math context. My brain hurts. But I think Greg Braggs should be forced to preach this mes- message <laughs> on Twitter Spaces for the next four months. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Grace Schneider is up next. $20 super chat. She says, I know standing Pat two times with the number one pick, but scarier is drafting. <laughs> but scarier. Yeah, but scarier <laughs> is drafting the you unknown. We see QB1 becoming him before our eyes. We see Justin Fields and the team growing. Trade again. Get a wide receiver. Center. Defensive end. Offensive line. And safety equals postseason 2024. Well, I mean, Brian Baldinger was echoing those sentiments on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking night, to Baldinger tomorrow. And we're going to talk to him tomorrow because yeah. this is a guy who's said multiple times on our show that he would draft Caleb Williams with the number one pick. And he's a guy that's known Caleb for a long time. And it seems like even his needle is moving in that other direction. So this is an uh, evolving evaluation for everyone. Uh, obviously, Ryan Poles' opinion is all that matters, but there's no denying the momentum is shifting. Kevin Carlson, $20. It just seems that if you trade JF1, you get fleeced, right? If you trade the number one overall draft pick, you get to do the fleecing. The only way that trading the draft pick goes wrong is if Caleb is truly generational. I think that's a fair point. 
and I get that sentiment. It just doesn't seem like you're getting back enough for Justin Fields if you trade him, unless someone's willing to give you a first-round pick. And the other part of that, too, is like, I, I agree with that last point, too. Like, the only way you're going to feel horrible is, it, honestly, if both C.J. Stroud and Caleb Williams become generational. I don't think anybody's going to fault the Stroud part of it because of where the Bears were at last year. I think reasonable Bears fans won't. But the Caleb one is a little different. But I'll say this much, because I think whatever they decide, whether it's Justin Fields or Caleb Williams, I think this team is going to be very good next year, even with a rookie quarterback, if that's the decision they go. But if you choose to stick with Justin Fields and Caleb Williams becomes generational, if the Bears can win one Super Bowl with Justin Fields, I think most Bears fans won't care. Well, that's, yeah, 100%. You know what I'm saying? So The, the last Super Bowl champion got... 30 what are we up to we're almost to 40 years 40 years run yeah like i think if you ask most <laughs> chicagoans would you have rather had one championship with derrick rose and that team in 2011 or lebron and wade had came here and we would have won five i bet you most bulls fans would say give me that one year with derrick rose wow i didn't really thought about that yeah there's some calculus involved in that yeah. equation as well because yeah. it's about Rose heart, Kate, man. Yeah. We're about heart in Chicago. And what Justin Fields is showing here in his toughness to fight through this champions. adversity and and just rip it on Sunday and the team and every the fans are going crazy. The players are going crazy. That's <sighs> what we love here in Chicago. We're meatballs, baby. This show's never going to end. Why should it? Nope. TDP, 10 bucks. Hey, guys, lifetime Bears fan in Reno, Nevada. First time Super Chatter. Hey, thanks, TDP. My opinion is keep fields, keep flus, trade out of the number one for a haul, continue to build in the trenches. We'll be much better next year. All right. Next one. Keep it going. Chris Peguero, 499. Is Stevenson a defensive rookie of the year candidate? Uh, that seems like a stretch. But he's Get three picks next on Sunday. Yeah, I mean he's making a late push. I just think it's a little too late. But he's certainly it's exciting. You certainly feel good him about play. him. You certainly feel good about him. And they put him in, you know, in a tough spot to begin with. Like, hey, you're starting right away. A T fly shy to Long Beach, five dollars. I'm willing to bet anyone the Bears aren't trading fields. Ryan Poles isn't getting fleeced. He's the fleecer. Don't be surprised if we have a top five in twenty five. It'd certainly be awesome. Um, and then Old Man Gaming TV, 1975, $4.99. Poles hasn't made any decisions yet. He will see what the pick slash Justin can get, and then we'll take whatever has the most value. That was another thing Josh Lucas said today. He's like, the, pro the mistake we made with Mitch Trubisky was that we made the decision too early. They were too committed to Mitch Trubisky too early. And... I think that's a good lesson here. Is that this does not need to be decided now, just because Justin Fields' evaluation for now is over. Like you got to let the whole thing play out. The values will change. Teams' needs will change. The leverage will change based on what how this offseason plays out. So I completely agree with that. I don't know that this this decision has been made. They might be leaning one direction. But I don't think that a decision has been made at all. Mr. Myrtle, $5. I want to read. Can I read? I'm not allowed to read anything on this show. Uh, I'll let you read one of the next I'm just couple. trying to get through it. Jeremy, the show well, we got you, Cubs coming up. 
I think yeah, they're, they're going in the other room, pee, home. You guys won't be quiet. Jer- we'll be here all day. Jeremy Fowler reporting. League sources say Bears could see a bigger haul than last year, even if they traded a team in the top five of the draft. Yeah, there was a ESPN story today, and that that was him citing the story, citing league sources. Their feeling, basically, the easiest way to say that is the number one pick is more valuable this year than it was last year when the Bears got a lot. And they're in a great spot. Yeah. Especially so, with the way the Cardinals are falling back. So they don't necessarily have to go all the way back to number nine to get what they got last year. Which is awesome. Return, which is great. Uh, uh, a yeah, buck I'm from, doing Bulls tonight, so we can do this show all the way until yeah, no, pregame. A buck from uh, Gucci Finesse. Uh, his, uh, he says, Flus staying is the writing on the wall. No way Poles keeps Flus and drafts a QB. Uh, this one from 40-inch Ditka. I'll let... Uh, Braggs do this one. Yeah, he's he's always just an emoji. It's a vegetable plant. emoji. Well, egg it's a certain emojis. vegetable. Yeah, it's an eggplant. Thank you, 40-inch dick up for your support and love. Corey Smith, $10 super chat. Trade back a pick, get Harrison, and get Bowers, and see what you can do with this for a year or two. Bears must stay ahead of love and the Packers. So, Spoil the riches offensively there. I like Bowers. I'm pretty much become anti-draft tight ends in the top ten, though. The, 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 they're not, they always take time to develop. It's just not. It's a little underwhelmed with Kyle Pitts on uh, Sunday. Yeah, that's a Kyle Pitts thing. It's just I don't. I, I just think other positions have more value, and I I'm saying that, and I really like Bowers a lot. You can make the same argument, and Baldy did on the show about drafting Harrison that high. Especially in a deep wide receiver. You guys watched that game last night? I mean, Washington wide receivers are running around. Yeah, there's, yep. there's, there's three dudes that could be NFL. And no, yeah. to me, the Bears need to come away with one of these three of Harrison, Adunze, and Neighbors. Like you, That's fine if they don't want to draft Marvin Harrison. I can see a scenario where they trade back one to two or one to three. Cool. Still get them. Great. Did you see what Malik Neighbors did yesterday? I didn't I like mean, it. He played, which I'm going stri- to be straight up. I did not like it. What did he do? He played until he got the record, LSU receiving record, and then he didn't play the rest of the game in a tight game. I'm on record. If these guys want to go out in the NFL and protect their futures, I get it. But, and I'm not criticizing them for that. And I also obviously love the guys that are willing to play in the bowl game and try to get one more victory. But to try to like hedge it half and half to get your own personal personal record and then be like, no, I'm not going to help my team win the rest of the game. I don't like that. I did did not like that. It like in the first time that guy. I mean, when you watch Barry's the Barry Sanders documentary run, run, uh, bye bye, Barry, he had multiple times where he could have set a, set a record and chose not to. Yeah. So this is actually the opposite of that decision. I'm just saying, if he's ever, whichever team he ends up on, and he the first time he says, I don't care about personal stats, I'm just all about wins. <laughs> I don't know about that one. And about who that was one. the guy that almost had the free throw record and missed it on purpose, I think, for Iowa? Missed it on purpose to not break the record because the guy that held the record had passed away? Uh I don't remember that. I mean, whatever. I, you know, I see what you're saying. I'm not going to. Um, I'm just saying. He's I, a great talent. I, I think He's that's a great be, talent, though. That's, I, he is. Malik Neighbors, me guy. Confirmed. He can, he'll be on the top of Carm's draft board. 
for sure, <laughs> without a doubt. Kevin Goodrum, nine ninety nine. Uh, Justin Fields needs a great performance and a W if he does that. Uh, the argument to draft Caleb gets harder, especially the way the locker room, the city, and ownership would end up supporting him. And uh, a couple more just comments. Well, we w- should we do the should we do one from Robert uh, from Sunday? He did that ask we didn't earlier do? if we were going to, and he's I, I, such a good supporter. Well, yeah, he is. He is still. He is watching. I know he does watch every day. We could again push this if we want to make this an actual yeah. bigger conversation. Well, I think it's gonna. We'll address it now. I think it's gonna come up though okay. uh, in the future too. But Robert asked the other day, ten dollars. Why can't we keep Justin Fields? Give up draft capital to move up and get. Marvin Harrison Jr. then get it all back and more by trading away the number one pick and come out on top. Is that even possible or is it stupid? My head is spinning. See you show the best. So, so you'd trade up with your pick and package other picks and then trade back. So you'd be giving up the t- number 10 pick, right? To try and get into the top five, I would assume here with. So you're saying you keep Justin Fields. That means you're trading the number one pick, so you're moving well, back. No, he's saying trade your pick, meaning which is currently number 10, like the right. Bears' actual pick, not the Panthers' to pick. To move up right, and get Marvin Harrison Jr. But then you would end up trading the number one overall pick. Could you come out on top? Like, what's the math? This is more math. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of math. I think the point is... Is there a world... So, last year, the Houston Texans took their pass rusher and then moved back up to also get their quarterback. And so, I, the way I the way I, actually, I think about this is more you're trading out of number one because you're going to have to do that first to get all this draft capital. Can you then use that to move back up to get Marvin Harrison Jr.? And in the end, you still – it's a net positive. You ended up with more draft capital. You still got your guy. That, I think that's what Robert's right. trying to get at. Right. In, in, yes, I think it's possible. Right. So you'd trade the number one pick before the draft a couple weeks before. Yeah. Now so you're now out you of the top pick, five. You'll pick ten and something else. six or right, seven right. or whatever right. it is. Then you use – After moving back. And package picks, maybe future draft equity yeah. to move up to get Harrison. So it's a lot of moving when, you, to me, right? You Pauls love it. Is, you want to go from one to two, two to three. Well, that's what, yes. And we were going to have all off season to yeah. talk about that. But yes, I mean, last year I was talking about the double trade back. And yeah, if, if the Cardinals sit at four and you can trade one to two and two to three, <laughs> and, and I, I would seriously consider that those teams would have every incentive to want to make that deal so that other teams don't jump ahead of them. You may not so, like and math, just get whatever you can get from those two teams. Push them to their limits. Get what you can get. And then you still end up with Marvin Harrison Jr. at three. That's what's exciting. That's why I was so desperate for the Bears to have the number one pick so that Ryan Poles has the keys of the kingdom. It's going to be exciting. All right. Um, and then we got the Bears bastard here, 999. Only 20 teams have won Super Bowls. Of those 20 teams, two of those teams have six wins. Two teams have five. Two teams have four. Four teams have three. If the Bears win one with Justin, no one is going to cry about it. Exactly. Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Edward won uh, $10 R dollars. This is uh, – he's from Brazil. Oh. Cool. Reals, I think they are. I'm Real. not positive. Uh, what. 
Marvin Harrison Jr. is a generational talent. This is an overused phrase, but not to him. Well, and that's the one. I as agree. much as I love Ryan Poles, wide receiver position has been his struggle spot with Valus Jones trading for Claypool and Tyler Scott, who I'm not writing off by any means, but you know hasn't come, hasn't put it together. You know, it wasn't a home run. I understand it's a late round pick, but you know, wide receiver is the one spot he hasn't been that great at. Could have taken Jaden Reed. So you have an opportunity here to draft a guy that you don't have to put much thought process behind. Could have taken Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed, by the way, is questionable for this week. Could have taken Rasheed Rice. And he's been pretty good, Rasheed Rice. Yeah. That's where my frustration on the wide receiver stuff comes in because, like, there, there were a lot of good wide receivers the last two years. And to come up empty in the draft on both of those classes. And now here you got another one. So... Um, you better get it right if you use a first-round pick on a wide receiver. Josiah Garza. Hey, boys, this is the first year I've tuned into a podcast damn near every day. Oh, yeah. Thanks for all your hard work. And we appreciate Josiah, it, man. Thank it's going to so be much. another fun offseason. Maybe he's just talking about 2024, though, and he's, <laughs> so he's listening for one day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that yeah. Counts. No, we appreciate it, Josiah. Thank you for saying that. Michael Rushton, happy New Year's, gentlemen. You guys make Bears fandom worth it. Thanks for all you do. Really appreciate you saying that, Michael. Happy New Year's to everybody watching uh, as well and supporting us throughout the season. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. We're not done yet. One more game to go. We're never done. It's Packer week, and then there, we're still not no going to be done. done. Five days, six days a week. The show goes on and on. Um, it was great. 2023 was a great year. Uh, so appreciate everybody tuning in and giving us your support. We, it means a lot to us. So this, you know, we've been through the mud here a couple of years with the team, you know, not being as good as we want them to be. But couple seems like we're starting to turn. Well, I'm just saying with CHGO Bears, you know, and um. I've covered one playoff game in 13 years. Well, but this year is going to be a new year, and hopefully we can turn the corner and, and start talking about the playoffs every week and really awesome. dialing into the matchups and save the offseason talk for the offseason. This is going to be a big offseason. It's, it's very exciting to see what the Bears can do with it. In the meantime, please hit that like button. Please hit subscribe. Please take the link to the, of this show and text it to a Bears fan you know. Tell, tell them about CHGO. Also, check us out if you want even more content. It's always avail, available to you at allchgo.com. And if you become a diehard, get access to my newsletter. Get access to our Discord, which has a lot of um, great conversation every single day that's nuanced and policed. Self-policed. We love nuance. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a good spot to have Bears conversations at all times, uh, and you get that be, by becoming a CSGO diehard. So uh, and plus you get a T-shirt when you sign up. You yep. get discounts on all merch all the time and all of our events, got which we got more hats. coming up. We got hats now, so it's all there for you. AllCSGO.com/slash/diehard. Go check it out. Appreciate everyone's support. We are out of here for today. You don't have Bears After Dark. Corey today, Wooten tonight. Oh, okay. Yep. Wasn't I'm, I'm going to be doing Bulls pre and post, and then in between pre and post, I'm going to be on with Corey Wooten. That should be fun. You're going to be a mess. Wow. It's a lot going on, but we keep doing the ball Bulls rolling. Pre. Corey Wooten was not going to miss this week. If you've been watching Bears After Dark with me and Corey, where's he's Joey? Is he sad to, about the Longhorns? Joey I went to he's, New Orleans to in, watch the Longhorns yeah, lose in person. 
Yeah. So I'm taking all, I'm taking the reins. No, it wasn't. That was probably a lot Big of fun. Dave. Uh, that was the one question forgot to ask Cole was what is his nickname? Comet. Comet. He answered that Friday. He did. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't follow your coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, um, go become a diehard, Braggs. <laughs> um. No, he got we. Yeah, he. The uh, it was a he didn't seem to like the nickname and it came from somebody from college and Flush just kept it going. Okay, because someone well, thought when we his get name him in studio Comet. this offseason, we'll talk to him about that. But yes, tonight Bears After Dark with Corey Wooden. He was not gonna miss this one because he's been trying to beat it into my thick-headed skull that they're running it back with these guys. He's been saying it for months. Takes a lot of heat from some of our sharp tongues in the chat. And we're all going to have to eat crow because Corey's been trying to tell us, trust the process. So tune in tonight to Bears After Dark. Corey Wooten going to put us on his football knee. All right. And tomorrow, Baldy, right here, noon. Brian Baldinger, he's got a lot of great things. If you check his Twitter feed, he's been all over this Bears tape from Sunday. Uh, very, I know he's very excited about the Bears' future. He wants to talk playoffs. So we will have Baldy in here tomorrow. We'll be back. Noon, as always, CSGO Bears Podcast. We'll talk to you then. We all silly like the mayor. 